I want to talk about um, Chelsea just for a bit. Okay, Chelsea. Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea. Um, firstly, what a season that they are having. Jeez. Uh, they have come like a house on fire. Chelsea's a curious case, man. Yeah, it, it, and it is. You know, I I just want to, in line with Chelsea, I also want to talk about Pep for a bit, right? And yeah. I think the double standards that Premier League fans have. Pep comes into the Premier League and everyone's like, Pep's going to learn that this league is not easy. This league is not easy. Oh, he's done, you know, the most in La Liga and he's yeah. done damage in the Bundesliga. But this is the Premier League. No one said that about Kante. No one said that about Kante. <laughs> As in no Kante. One, yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah, 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 no, yeah, the Chelsea uh, so Kante, yes, Kante, yeah, yeah. sorry. No one, says, no one said, hey, Kante is coming into this league. Kante is going to struggle. Uh, Kante doesn't know what the Premier League is like. Kante came from Syria. Ah, correct? Yeah. Right? He came from Syria ah, and he's killing it. So I think this whole notion of, oh, it's the Premier League. I get that. Yes, it's tough. It's competitive. But no one's, no one, that narrative isn't there for Conte, how has he come in from one of the weaker top leagues in Europe? Yeah. And he's doing damage, yet Pep got all the slack. I think Pep, um, Pep, people at Pep, things, Pep, Pep has been regarded as the best manager in the world. Oh, fair enough. That's the oh, first yeah, thing. Okay. okay. And best in the world privilege. Yeah. That's the yeah. best in the world privilege. Exactly. You, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and, I hear you. I hear you. And he's, his teams have always been the best in, in Europe. Well, True. At least top three. Okay. Okay. Right. Top three at all times. Yes. That's Bayern Munich yes. and Barcelona. Yes. So so there was that, that argument where he like he just has good players, so it's easy for him. Whereas Conte never had that. Yeah. Mm, Conte Conte built answer. Juventus, Doug. Like he built that team. The way like what the Juventus we know right now, that's him. But again, if you if you were one of the people who are like, yo, Pep needs to prove it himself in England before he's the best in the world, right? Mm -hmm. So basically you're saying there are a group of people who didn't rate Pep, even with all of his success. There are a bunch of people going, yeah, this Pep guy is cool, but can he do it in England, right? I still don't get how Conte, if Conte is not the best in the world, on that logic, he should struggle more than Pep, you know? Yeah, I, yeah. And no one said anything, but... No, no one really cared, really, to be I honest. Guess. I guess that's like, what it no is. No one cared. Like, I, 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 did, I did not I give guess, a damn. I, guess, I could I not give a rat's ass. I guess that's what it is. But yeah. I do think that for anyone who does sort of like come in with that whole like, oh, England's going to show you, England's going to show you. I don't think you can use Pep as an example without looking at Conte because Conte has just done come in. And uh, I think managers should not be disregarded because they don't have experience in England. Take yeah. nothing away from the Premier League and what a tough league it is. Now back to Conte and Chelsea. You have this team that is um, just beasting. Sort of beasting. What is it going to take for us to beat them? Do you think we can, like, do you think we have a squad as good as them? Like, do you think it's going to take years to catch up with them? Do you think next year we could be on their level? Do you think we need to make signings? Do you think Chelsea are, you know, are good to go? Do you think they need to build some more? So solidify what they, they have going on for them? Can this Chelsea team compete in Europe? <laughs> Um, Europe. Oh, honestly, I don't. I don't mm. think. I don't think. And by compete, by compete, do you mean can they? Are they? Yes, will they like be contenders? You, I'm, I'm like, when I when I say compete, I'm like you're having beers with your boys. Somebody comes up to you and he's like, "Yo, Chelsea are gonna win the Champions League, and you don't fall off your chair." That's what I mean by compete. Like no, a statement, no, like Chelsea are gonna. I don't think they're there. 
Uh, I don't think anyone in England is there. No one is. No one is there. No but I, I think there. I think we're the closest. Funny enough. Funny enough, I think we're. The, I think Man United is the closest. And mm. this is this is simply because of the names that are coming into the club. The names. Okay. Right. Okay. And okay. Unfortunately, Ibrahimovic is not thirty; he's thirty-five, so <laughs> can't really bank on him for a long time. Yes, but, yes, yes. But like, like those, those kind of names, you know. And um, what would they need? What would Chelsea need to 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 compete on that level? Another Hazard. You know what? I think Europe has got to a point where you need two Hazards, at least yeah, a minimum of two Hazards to compete. At, if you're at talking that about winning the Champions League. You need to you need to beat Barcelona. You need to beat you Real need, Madrid. Real Madrid is, is is dealing with Ronaldo and Bale exactly. on the wings. Exactly. And you have been de- like so my thing is you look at Arsenal, they only have one player of that caliber now say is Sanchez. I do think Ozil is world class, but Sanchez is on that on a is he's on yeah. a he's Sanchez, on a, yeah. So I think it's the same with Chelsea where they have one player in Hazard. Yeah, but you're going to need more than Pedro you need more and than Victor that. Moses yeah. and you know um I think I think to answer your question yeah Chelsea the the the, the places where they need to improve would be I'd say right wing back for Victor Mo- Victor Moses has done a great job but you'll need also a lot with more. that formation huh but yeah. I I, I think, still I think they, sh- I th- they can keep their formation I think they can keep their formation, yeah. but I still think that they will need another player of the caliber of Hazard to get to that uh, sort of. So basically, top on, tier that, on that right European. wing, just to have yeah. Yeah, definitely. because I I do think that the modern game has changed in terms of what it takes to be an elite European club. Back in the day, you just needed a Kaká. Back in the day, you just needed a Ronaldo, and you are fine. But when you look at the teams that are dominating in Europe now, they have two to three players where you are just like, oh my goodness, you know. Yeah. Whereas a lot of the English teams only have at most two. The Germans have about two or three. Dortmund, when they were playing really well, they had about two or three. Barcelona, I mean the MSN. You you need a front. You need a Rooney, Tevez, Ronaldo. Yeah, you need that yeah. access. You, you, it's just, I think that that when Chelsea get that, they will be the next big thing in Europe. But I think in England, they'll still be fine. They can easily oh, yeah, win. Definitely, they yeah. can easily win. The, back to the back. Drive. They can easily do back-to-back. They back have to the back. mentality for a back-to-back. They have the manager for a back-to-back. Yeah. Chelsea fans, if you are listening, uh, what do you think you guys need? Because you guys are like already winning the league. You know, it's not like you guys aren't some, uh, you guys aren't in a rebuilding process. You guys are going to win the league this year. So, what is next for and your club? Where would you need to improve? Where would you guys summer, need to in improve summer. in the summer? Because you guys can't be thinking thinking about Premier League anymore. You guys need to be thinking about Europe. Yeah. And I, I do think Chelsea is the team that's going to lead England to come back yeah, yeah. On, the, on the Champions League front. So Chelsea fans, if you're listening, hit us up with a comment. Tell us, us what know. you think. Tell us what you think about your season, your prospects, and what's next. Um yeah. Anyway, we're gonna talk about United now for five minutes, and yeah. then that will be the end of this podcast. I just need to get my uh, battery ready for this one. All right. So how this how far how far is United? How far away is United from winning the Champions League? <laughs> I would say, in terms of rebuilding or in terms of time, I think. In terms of rebuilding. I think as long as MSN are around, no. The next time that we win the Champions League, Messi won't be playing. 
we are not going to win that thing. What about Messi. challenging? At least like getting to the to like the final or semi-final. I would say about four years. I would say we would need either one of the one of two things needs to happen. We either sign a world-class player, and those aren't floating around. Would need a, a Griezmann mm. of sorts, but not just a Griezmann. A Griezmann who performs, mm. because we've bought a lot of players who have flopped. Your Di Maria's, your Falcao's. Do you remember how good Falcao was? Yeah, that was I, unfortunate. Falcao, like when I, if I was to rank like the best players that I have seen with my eyes, Falcao is up there. You guys just need to go and watch Falcao at Atletico. As far as the number YouTube. nine goes, as far as the number right nine goes, right if he there. brought that same form to United, then we're working with something. So we need to sign a Griezmann, and he needs to perform. Yep. We need Martial to. We need Marshall to just grow up, basically. We need Marshall to like just become the player that because he's what he's twenty right now. I think he has so much potential if yeah. he if he just comes to the floor. Mkhitaryan is top class. Mkhitaryan needs to. I think Mkhitaryan. I think he's struggling for consistency. I think Mkhitaryan needs to bring a little bit more to the table. I don't think he's the fittest of players. I don't know if it's just me. I don't know if I'm seeing this with my eyes, but. I feel like Mkhitaryan, he does have a burst of pace, but I, I've seen him later in games. Not He's not going to give you like 12 kilometers a game. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll need to check the stats. Maybe he is. Maybe I'm... Yeah, I can I'm see what saying. But I think it's a good four years before we catch up with those big boys. We really need people who are going to give Pog, us... Pogba's a good start. Pogba needs to he's, come. Yeah, he's, he's 23. and Pogba needs to do the most. Yeah. Griezmann needs to come in. Yeah. And Martial, I think, is crucial. If Martial flops, Martial's we need to sign like, He has to be our yeah, guy on, the, we on need that to left sign wing. Him. What do you think about Mourinho's treatment of Martial? And, um, I think it's top class. You think he deserves it? He needs it. I think because uh, I've seen an improvement in recent weeks. Oh, nice. uh, on his performances nice. compared to the beginning of the season, so it's working. Exactly. So he's just trying to push him to go to that next. Do you think? Level. Do you think under LVG Martial was sort of like naive to like actually how real this game is and what expectation truly is? Because I feel like under LVG there was no pressure on Martial, like mm. there is now. Do you think that this this whole uh, process has taught him that like yo, if you want to be the best in the world? we need you to do the damn thing. Exactly. He was comfortable. He was the best. He was our best outfield player. And there was no pressure of top four. Like, there was there was a pressure of top four, but it wasn't like it is now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're almost expected to do bad. But like, today, people are like, you guys need to be challenging. Forget top four. This season, we were supposed to be title contenders. Do you think that Martial is learning a lot about what it means to be amongst the elite? Exactly, in the world? exactly. And that's the thing. When he was at United, he, like last season, he was the best outfield player. Now he's not. He's not yes. even top three. So, so, so now he has. He's had to learn. So I think he thrives well as being when he's when he's the man. When he's the man in the team, he thrives off it. But. Um, now he now he's learning a different dimension to it. Like when he's when he's not the man, and True. him, you know, him not being the first option in offense. Um, that that will offense, <laughs> offense. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that's teaching it's attack, him. dude. It's attack. <laughs> offense, yeah. That's teaching, that's teaching him. him. That's teaching him a different dimension to his game. Like how to complement other other stars. So you know, once he once he figures that out, he's he's you'll be back to to being top class. That's what I think. Uh, I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, I'm not sure if I agree that he's used to being the top man per se, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I just think that he he was comfortable in 
in the success that he had last season because what he was doing last season was still not enough. It was yeah. good, yeah, but it wasn't enough. He had 17 enough. goals. That, he was our top scorer, and that's not enough for, yeah. for a top scorer for United. But yeah. from his position... Yes, but uh, and, and that's what I'm saying. Good, is like, yeah. I think That's what I'm saying is that I think he's learning that like because he had a crazy season last season, and I think he was comfortable. He was like, yo, that's it. I've, I'm made. Yeah, I've I'm done, up I've, there. I've I'm on the cover of thing. FIFA. I've done my I've thing. I've done my thing. We I'm, won 25 I'm, goals. We won 30. You know, and I think that will definitely help him. So I think I think Mourinho's treatment is warranted, and and I think I think it's top class. Okay, just to wrap things up, your thoughts on Mourinho? Uh, we're in. I think uh, I I like Mourinho, I really do. I know you weren't a big fan. I when wasn't you a big him. fan. When I don't you know. I don't him. know if you've changed. I think I have. I think I have. I think I've I've I've, I've fallen in love with the the drama that he brings. There's yeah. a, there's an excitement to it. So and I think he's learned his lesson from from last year. I don't know if you forget kn- last year. I think he's learned his lesson from this year, like from this year too. From yeah, this year, right. like you, this whole thing of like going to Liverpool and parking the bus. Like yo, if Mourinho was just a little bit more attacking, I guarantee you we are like six points higher up than we are right I th- now. I, but I, I I agree with the tactic he used at Liverpool because we were not on form. To start with, and fair, they were flying, fair, and they've they've destroyed fair. they've destroyed every team that has come to, to Anfield. Uh, I hear you. I hear Maybe you. Maybe except that. for Chelsea, like, I hear you a couple of weeks ago. But I think that was from a thing of like I think it was mental. Like I'm gonna sound a bit philosophical here, right? But if you're in a locker room and you tell your players these guys are better than you, we're going to defend. You know what? They will be better than you. I just want to give an example. Mm. You look at the FA Cup. The magic of the FA Cup. Let's speak about the magic of the FA Cup. These small teams. What's this team? I can't pronounce the name. Wickham. The team that played Tottenham recently. Uh, Wickham Wanderers. Wickham Wanderers. Right. Um, so Wickham had a stunner against Spurs. You should go and watch the reaction at the FA Cup draw when they saw that they were going to play Spurs. These guys were ecstatic. They were like, yeah, we're going to play these guys. And I think they went in there. When you're a small club, right? Your mentality is, we are going to shock the world. Like, that's your goal. Your goal is, we're a small club. Everyone thinks we're going to lose. Let's go out there and beat the big boys, right? And I think that's why you have the romance that happens in the FA Cup. Now, what I think happened at that Liverpool game is, Glenn, I think Mourinho told these players, you guys are not good enough to beat Liverpool. And it manifested itself into their beliefs and what they thought they could do. And boom, all of a sudden, Liverpool are good I think if Mourinho just told these guys, like, you guys can take these guys on. Yeah, but, but small teams have nothing to lose, first of all. They, True. They, they can, they can, they can, True. if they lose, it's not a big deal. True. If we lose, it knocks our confidence. And, you know, for, uh, for start, you and, and yeah, you it knocks our, like, it has a long, long-term effect. Okay. okay. Right? That's the first thing. And, and if, 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 and you are, like, I, I think he just wasn't being, like, he was just being, Anti-naive. I don't know what the word, the opposite of naive is. I know what you mean. But like, like, teams like, Pep, like Pep against Barcelona, over, where he over, was a bit naive. Yes, was like, exactly, you're saying. Exactly. Okay. Over the last two years or three, Liverpool at Anfield has been killing teams. right? Whether it's Man City, whether it's yes, Arsenal. I hear, you. And I hear you on that. But, like, but my thing is you can still be cautious and go for a win. Mourinho had no we, intentions we of winning that game. We could have won that game. We could have. We had a chance to. You know, we could have, but it didn't look like we set out. It's like when I watch Atletico against Barcelona, mm. they're slightly defensive, but it doesn't look like they're playing for a draw. They play. It, they play that. It good looks. They, it style. looks like hey, we're here yeah. for a win. 
I didn't feel like we were playing counter-attacking football against Liverpool. Was, I feel like we were playing parking, pure parking. defensive yeah, yeah. football. Yeah. I don't mind you have, letting the other team have the ball and boom, hitting them on the counter. I see what you're saying. But when you just go there and you're just like, we're here for the D. I see what you're saying. Yeah, we, we, we're just here. We don't want to take an L. We know we're not going to get the W. So we're here for the D. I, 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 I could not accept that. I think Mourinho learned from that and I think it, it caught up with him. I do think it caught up with him. Same thing happened in the Chelsea game. Because what happened with Chelsea? He came in with that same mentality and we got rocked four. You see, going for a draw works when you don't concede. As soon as you concede, it falls like a house on fire. Yeah. So hence the whole Stamford. So he tries the same tactic against Liverpool. He gets away with it. He goes to Stamford Bridge. He's like, we're going to do the same thing we did last week. And when you concede now, you've come for a draw. You have no plan for goals at all you're basically saying when you're going for a draw you're basically saying if we get a if we get a goal it's luck we get a goal it's luck yeah. and he got lucky against liverpool he went to he went to stanford bridge and we got a hiding and i think from that day after that stanford bridge game i don't think he's ever played for a draw since yeah he's never played for a draw so i hear you and that he learned his his lesson last year but i do think that the beginning of the season Mourinho learned a lot but you can't play for the d you can't play for the draw Agreed. I think he overdoes it. Yeah, you can be defensive, but you can still have a plan like play, play counter attacking. Yeah, exactly. The list, like how Leicester was playing. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, uh, guys, that's it. Yeah, yeah, this is uh, this is our podcast. Thank you so much if you stayed till now. We appreciate it. We appreciate the support. Um, Most definitely. Yeah, we'll be we'll do uh, another one in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, three four weeks. And um, yeah, we'll see you then. We appreciate it. This is Deuce and Easy. Yeah, so yeah, peace. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, go on to YouTube, subscribe, Facebook, give us a like, share. Um, yeah, and that's, I think that's yeah. right. And subscribe to our SoundCloud where this podcast will be hosted. Yeah, basically. Yeah, thank you. Goodbye. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs>